right. Well, let's get into it. I also like Ray Lynn. I do too. Oh my God, her voice. Uh, Love, Love triangle? triangle. That's yeah. a that's a jam. Yeah, that's a tune. That's the windows. Yeah, two windows down. <laughs> yeah. We came so up with our rating, rating system. system. Is how many windows down? <laughs> two windows down. Yeah. Oh, because why? Well, we both drive trucks. And <laughs> so okay. it's two of two. Well, okay. you know, like when you're having a jam, you put the windows down oh, and crank God, it up, right? Oh, God, no. Because the, when I'm having a jam, I sing very loud. Windows up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so your system is inverse up. to ours. Yes. So if we All put right. on something that we deem embarrassing, we put the windows up. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, or they don't want anyone to hear that you're no. listening to that. So I actually, the car is therapy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I feel like I need to blow off steam, I get in the car and I sing loud. And so the windows are up because nobody needs to hear that. Hmm. I'm so, not a singer, right? Yeah. I'm a piano player and a bassoon player. So bassoon. Yeah. Interesting. Huh? Yeah. Did so, that come before the country interest? No, no. I, um, so I was a band geek mm-hmm. through high school and bassoon was my instrument in band. And I, I, I only played senior band uh, for my last year of high school, but uh, in college I minored in bassoon, and so I played in the North Bay Symphony. Sweet, I just like the idea of minoring in bassoon. <laughs> not many people do that. No <laughs> sentence. Not many people say. Yeah, I mean, or I majored in bassoon, here. but I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who minors? Yeah, you're a in major a t- bassoon. <laughs> <laughs> Who minors I in owe. a ten thousand dollar instrument? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never owned one though. Oh, that's that's funny. Country, country music. Well, uh, got a couple things that I want to talk about. The first of which being how John Party is the king, and I think he is blazing a new trail of modern neo-traditional. You can't, I guess we can't just call it neo-traditional because neo-traditional already happened. So what would you call like new, neo-neo-traditional or... Modern neo-traditional or neo-traditional 2.0? Why can't it just be neo-traditional? Postmodern well, because <laughs> because if the first time neo-traditional was used was about George Strait yeah. bringing back that into like a more modern but neo neo literally neo-traditional way, and then that kind of rounded in. Yeah, Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson, like all the class of '89 guys, people that the Hat Acts that they were also known as people yeah. who were bringing back real country into mm-hmm. country in a modern sense, and then. That carried through the 90s yeah. and into the 2000s until shit hit the fan. Everything started to fall apart. Bro country, pop country, everything mm-hmm. exploded. Pendulum swung in that direction. And now I feel like it's starting to swing back. And we talk to about tradition. this. Yeah. yeah. We talk about that with a number of, like, we rant a lot positively about Midland and John Party, but he just released his latest record with Heart, Heart Medication is the title of it. Mm-hmm. And the title track is amazing. But the whole record is like that. The whole record, front to back, sounds like like it could have been written for a combination. There's not one consistent line of artists through it. There's a whole lot of George Strait type of stuff, Alan Jackson, some things that sound a little more like maybe mid-2000s Rodney Atkins 
that was still like twangy right. and pedal steely and like traditional, but with like a very modern beat to yeah. it, maybe okay. almost like Easton Corbin ish kind of things. Hmm. Wow, names I have not thought of in a while. Yeah, but it it, it had a, and even like early Tim McGraw, like '90s Tim McGraw, just right. w- woven right through there, like zero hints of pop country. Yeah. And I don't know, I I've just I was super impressed by the whole thing, and. Uh, I hope that there is so much more of that coming because I I feel like this is the cusp of something new. And we've been talking about this a lot. Like Casey Musgraves was bringing that, but then slight curveball on her new record, which is probably going to go more curve in the future. But I feel like she'll still keep it real. I, I feel like, and we have talked about it in the sense that I think part of why we're seeing it go this way is because it's gaining it's gaining steam and popularity. So mm-hmm. it's getting major label support uh, behind it because there's a market now, which is, uh, you talked about this in, in the last episode about the pendulum swinging. Yeah. And as the pendulum swings and starts to pick up steam, then everybody's got to jump on and start to get on that, yeah. not necessarily that bandwagon, but when it's, when it's getting popular, then yeah. you've got to start putting some support behind it. Well, and Ashley uh, McBride too, right? Yeah. To to speak about the female component of this with Ashley McBride and the high women and uh, artists who are not on radio like Margot Price, um, is definitely she's th- honky tonk as fuck. Yeah, there's a there are a lot of artists who have um, a a big and expanding audience mm-hmm. and who who play a more traditional um, sound. And we talked about this when we had coffee about. Um, those artists tend to be under the umbrella of Americana. Yeah. Well, that's that's a whole other thing we can talk about. But we, can we put should put a pin in that for a second. For a second. <laughs> a third. But we should also <laughs> say that uh, reintroduce you because we we are recording this as a second recording uh, after we just did our last episode where we were sitting down with Dr. Jada Watson or Jada Watson Jada. PhD. Data Jada okay. on Data Instagram. Jada. Um, and she decided that we weren't too creepy to stick around for... <laughs> I don't think we're creepy that. at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was more about her Instagram comments earlier on the, on the first episode. <laughs> I had er- initially reached out to Jada on Instagram as a DM after I... Oh, read, right. I forgot about that whole yeah, yeah. <laughs> After I... <laughs> A, lo- a lot of people reach out via DM on Instagram and Twitter first, and I uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Some are creepy, <laughs> some, yeah. some are not. <laughs> well, anyways, you're, you're here. We stuck around, and we thought we'd do another episode where we just air some grievances, talk about some things, discuss them, not, not something that's an interview format or just we often have a singular theme that we've done a bit of research on and just chat, discuss, talk about a history of something. These now we're starting to do just some country catch ups. Mm -hmm. So I I was reading something that I I felt was a little bit apropos um, (laughs) for this episode since you're here. And uh, this was an article I just picked up. It was, I think, yesterday on Billboard that uh, this year's CMA Awards preview uh, is going to address country music's gender divide head on. Um, I'll just quickly read the intro and then let you chime in on it because yeah. I'm kind of getting a weird vibe from this article and mm-hmm. it feels a bit contrived but I'd like, like Stormy Warren kind of vibe 
almost well what we were just say, saying almost about like the pendulum swinging yeah it's like mm-hmm. anyways so as, as women struggle to have their voices heard uh, at country radio the country music association is proudly proclaim, proclaiming its support for female artists at its 53rd annual cma awards set for november 13th blah blah blah, blah. this year's theme uh, salute to the women of country music after 11 years of co-hosting with brad paisley carrie under underwood oh, once yeah, again will right. helm the broadcast this time though she's enlisted special guest dolly parton and reba mcintyre Mm-hmm. And Brad Paisley is not going to be there. No, yeah. I mean he'll probably be in attendance, but yeah, not, not co-hosting. Yeah, he got cut, and the other, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there was some conversation about is that entirely to address like the w- women in country thing, or is it also because he hasn't had any major hits in the last year or two? He's released a few things mm-hmm. that the radio has decided have been semi flops, and uh, maybe it's a convenient time to say. Sorry, Brad. We'll uh, bring in the big guns. Yeah. I mean, I think it's an important nod. It's certainly not the first time we've had um, some kind of all-female event. The um, CMT's uh, Artist of the Year last year, that event was all women, women honoring women. Um, And all of the women who were honored performed, I think, almost exclusively with with um, in a collaboration with another female artist, um, and um, and then we have like uh, Kay- uh, not Casey, sorry, Brandy Carlisle's "Girls Just Want a Weekend" and uh, all the tours right now that are happening that are women co-headlining or having women as opening acts, um, and so I think this is just another one of those important events that we need that we need right now. I sort of don't like anything that is taken as perhaps a token um, representation of women, but I think that this is this is an important statement for the CMA to make at this point in time um, about honoring the 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 strong tradition of female artists and and so she's going to co-host I guess with with Reba McIntyre and Dolly Parton but she's um the whole event is going to be around celebrating that long tradition of women and so I think it's important yeah which I I guess could make make them that it's it's not they could have easily just made a token kind of nod as you said and Mm -hmm. this seems like it's it's a bit more expansive than that, which yeah. is a good thing. Um, I mean, the quote from the producer, the executive producer, Robert Deaton, was, uh, we have one chance in history to be able to bring these three iconic women together. Uh, this is a moment that's not going to come back. Yeah. Uh, after, I don't know what really this quote means. Because after 11 years of uh, <laughs> 11 years of nine-minute-long monologues, we were starting to feel like, hey, this is getting harder and harder, and we want to go out on top. I don't really know what he's even referencing there, but who watches wants to watch a nine-minute monologue? <laughs> Maybe if it was from Dolly Parton. I would. <laughs> I with would Dolly too. Parton. She's <laughs> hilarious. She and is. Reba's hilarious too. Oh, when yeah. she did the ACMs, that was spot on. Her her joke about getting rid of uh getting rid of Luke and Blake. She said it takes one woman to do the job of two of two men. <laughs> um, but it was also the year that women were sort of completely shut out of the big awards and mm-hmm. she called them on it. And so I think to have these particular women is really important because Carrie, although she ha- is a little bit more um, not soft-spoken, n- non-confrontational maybe, um, she has commented on the issue. Reba has been very pointed about it. And Dolly's somewhere in the middle. 
Um, so she's made a lot of claims about women being important and women um, being friends with each other and supporting women. But um, you have three very different personalities who are going to bring Taylor something. And you have Taylor Swift on the far end of it saying, yes. what, what did she say? There's a special place in hell reserved for women who don't support other women. Yes. Yes. Out of context. Out of not context. Not for this situation, but, no, but yeah. relevant. Yeah. Well, and you know, that's part of, that's a part of this whole, um, this whole problem, right? The, the industry, whether intentionally or not, has created um, a space in which female artists feel like they have to compete for the one spot. So mm-hmm. if you're continually told, sorry, we can't sign you, we already have our girl singer, yeah. or we only have space for one female on our on this playlist, mm-hmm. it's going to create a, comp- a sense of competition between women when really they're all friends. Yeah. These, these female artists, they're supporting each other behind the scenes. Uh, you just don't get to see it. And I think the, the biggest and most positive change that we've seen of the last five years is this women supporting women, whether it's the song suffragettes or all female tours or just giving shouts out and congratulations on Twitter and Instagram. We're seeing it more and more and more. And I think that's a huge part of this narrative shift. Well, also this past weekend, I'd never heard of this movie, but it, it came up um, on, on my Googling as I was looking for something else as a suggestion. Have you seen this movie, Wild Rose? No. Have you heard of it? No. See, I hadn't either. It's, it's current. It's, I think it was made in 2018 and released oh. this year. It's uh, a movie, a Scottish movie. Uh, well, at least it's, it's set in Edinburgh. Okay. I think Edinburgh. And, uh, it's, it's about this female country singer and she is a single mother and she's, I don't know, makes questionable decisions about how she's raising her kids and the time she's spending. She just got out of jail for a drug related charge, uh, that she was in there for a year and she's trying to make it wanting to save up enough money to move to Nashville and really do it. So it's this whole story about her struggle as like the only country act in, oh, it's, it's not Edinburgh, it's Glasgow. And I don't know if it's real or if they made it up for this movie, but there's a grand Ole Opry Glasgow. Wow. It's just a bar. There is not. Yeah. (laughs) Were you, was that where you were? Yeah, I was there. I played not, that's, I don't, I'm pretty sure that's not a bar that exists. Okay. Because, well, it, it looked like one, but they might have made it up for... Well, maybe. I don't know. You know what? I can't I can't actually speak to that just because I was there. I just feel like since I was in Glasgow and I was playing there, I probably, probably would have played there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or no, at least heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, it's it, it's They it's do love country movie. music there. I'll tell you that much. Or well, they like yeah. me anyways. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's a really great movie. Amelia and I watched it on Saturday. and Netflix? I, um, no. Okay. Let o- me know. Other means. Because I... Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. So you, so you, so you bought it legally. Legal means. I, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. iTunes. Yes. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Why'd that get so awkward? I don't, I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> you think I did something illegal? You don't do that. No. Uh, no, that sounds like a great movie. Yeah. You should, uh, you should check it out. Uh, just apropos to this whole mm-hmm. conversation and narrative shifting and more women yeah. and not only at award shows or hopefully more on the radio, but also like full length feature films. Yeah. 
That's great. Because I mean, and it has the vibe of a real movie, not like a made for TV B movie. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, I'd like to see more, more biopics about female artists. Um, I mean, Walk the Line is great, and, and Reese Witherspoon has a big role as, as June Carter, but like that movie is about Johnny Cash. Um, and there was the the film about Hank Williams, and so I, you know, I'd love to see this just to see a strong. Who, who would you want to see a movie about? Ooh. Who's who's the Lara? character? Oh, I was gonna say Loretta Lynn, what, but we have Cole's daughter is not Let's good enough. Let's redo it. Yeah, we should uh, redo that. No, you know what? That's the worst thing about Hollywood. What are they gonna make Spider Man sixteen and Cold Miner's yeah, daughter too? They're redoing. They don't have to make a sequel. They just make an updated. The rest version. of the her life yeah. picked up from there. Yeah, because wow. Sissy Spacek could continue to play her. She could. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. And it could be Loretta Lynn now or Loretta Lynn of the last ten years. That's a great idea. Yeah, I said that. Or you, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a team effort. Um, you heard it here first. I'd really love to see a, a movie about Dolly Parton. Yeah, you're right. That would I, be a good one. I mean, I guess there was the the Code of Many Colors, which I haven't seen. I don't know if you've Neither, seen it. No. Um, but I I wouldn't mind a, a really. And there's no shortage of people who would be able to act <laughs> for <laughs> all the different Dolly Parton impersonators. Yeah. Did you hear, like, have we talked about this already on the podcast or that there's a story about where, you know, all these Dolly Parton impersonator events mm-hmm. and like a lot of and drag, like, shows. drag shows and not drag ones, just like there's a whole culture around yeah. Dolly Parton Dolly. impersonation. And she went to one one time and entered and lost and lost <laughs> and but didn't say anything and yeah. just like and just left. Didn't say I like, love it. well, that's classic guys, Dolly. I'm like, actually, Dolly, here's my ID. She did nothing, and it's like, oh well, isn't that kind of funny? I wow, that's hilarious. Amazing. I would have loved to see that. what that like one, two, three kind of lineup yeah. would have looked like. Like, yeah. who yeah. was the better Dolly than Dolly that night? Did she even place? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know where I heard this story, but you you've heard it too. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's good. Hmm. <laughs> it's wild. Uh, Speaking of wild things, have you, I don't know if anybody has yet, I haven't, I don't think Sean has yet watched The Sound and the Fury of Sturgill Simpson? No. No, I've listened to the album, haven't watched the accompaniment um, videos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you didn't even know that that existed. I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah, this, it's crazy. The first song off the record, I didn't like, but I shouldn't say that because... I just expect Sturgill to be so awesome and like a flag bearer of country music. It's a rock album. When such a rock album comes out. I mean, he never said it wasn't going to be. Totally. And like, I I respect that. And like, I I get what he's doing and why he's doing it and exploring something else. Mm -hmm. But when we're we're so kind of hard up for more of that and yeah. more Sturgill and then it took so long to get there and then there was that one song oh, this he summer. He teased us so He teased bad. us so hard with that one song. Did Have you heard uh, The Dead Don't Die? No. It's oh my God. I know I'm terrible. Holy. I'm semi behind on some things and way ahead on others. Yeah, <laughs> fair. <laughs> well, I think you're, you're leaps and bounds ahead of us on one side of the genre. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> underrepresented side of the genre. We'll, we'll, we'll play that at Kay. the end. Okay. We'll, that's, that's what we'll have a drink to afterwards. We'll, we'll catch up on that one. It's oddly but, enough was, uh, from the soundtrack of a Jim Jarmusch movie about zombies. Okay. With yeah. Bill Murray and Adam Driver and a whole bunch of people in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like Chloe Sevigny, uh, yep. 
Tilda what's Swinton? Tilda Swinton. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, like an unbelievable cast of actors and actresses, and it, and like this. the best country song ever. Like yeah. everything you expect to feel and mm-hmm. look and feel like for a country song, just like this one single track he puts out that just reminds everybody who the fucking boss is. And then he goes and does an it. anime, <laughs> an anime Japanese feature length film to go with his entire album, like the wall, Pink Floyd, the wall or my dark twisted fantasy Kanye styles. And I don't know. Whoa. He's diverse. Yeah. Well, speaking of diverse. He was on a, like, did you, <laughs> I don't know if you're about to shift gears or not, but. Well, I was about to switch gears on the Sturgill thing about that new movie, the trailer you shared with me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe that. So on the podcast, I just listened to him on Joe Rogan's podcast. It was like two and a half hours with the whole band and Joe Rogan. Wow. And they talked about everything except the new movie that he's in. And that song, the the dead don't die. Huh. Hmm. No and mention like, of those are the two. I think two of the most interesting things to talk yeah. about. And there was like no mention whatsoever. Well, maybe it's uh, maybe not. Well, I guess they are on the promotion cycle. Like that movie comes out end of November, so they should. Oh yeah. should be full on into the promotion cycle of it. And they are having such a casual conversation about everything, all kinds of like drugs and war and three's company <laughs> like all, like it just it, I, it I really want to know sturgill's take on three's company oh <laughs> who's who's the girl in it um, knock on my door. yeah well, they're they're super fans him and uh i think the organ player are uh, they just kept talking about how much they're into one of the women in that show and they joke about having like the ex-person appreciation fan club <laughs> I, I i didn't know I don't know who she is. Yeah. Well, I know who she is from the show, but I forget what her name is. I that was a little ahead of my time that like I've seen the show, but I didn't like grow up watching Three's Company. Same. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So he's in this movie. What were you gonna say there? It's uh, called Queen and Slim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I found it really funny. Well, not funny, but we had mentioned in a uh, past episode uh, some Sturgill Simpson quotes, and so he plays a cop in this movie, and. Um, I mean, I, I guess the quick synop- synopsis about the movie is, anyways, w- what I was picking up, it's like a modern day kind of take on a Bonnie and Clyde kind of thing, but um, obviously it's, it's with two African-American actors, and um, basically what Sturgill plays the cop who pulls them over for kind of a routine stop, which you know uh, we all know from what's been going on the last couple of years in, in the States. Um, there ends up being an altercation, and uh, Sturgill gets gets shot after, I would say, aggressively pulling over someone for absolutely nothing. And it's funny because he spoke out about this quite actively when, when a lot of this was going on. Uh, and I mean, it's still going on, but uh, I think one of the quotes that we mentioned in the past was, uh, I'm not going to say the, the whole quote anymore because it's not relevant to the movie, but... Um, I think what he had said was uh, black people are probably tired of getting shot in the streets and being enslaved by the industrial prison complex. So it's interesting for him to take on this role. And then, uh, Jada, you had an interesting comment when we kind of talked about this earlier about, you know, uh, how this plays into sort of the country music stereotype stuff as well. Yeah. Well, it's a, it was the first time I'd seen the clip. I didn't know about the movie. Um but yeah, it's a really interesting role to play coming from 
a country artist in a film that um, touches on what's going on right now in the United States with um, racial profiling, um, anything but routine traffic stops. There was mm-hmm. nothing routine. And the genre's position or the position of some artists within the genre on guns. Yeah. And so there, there are a lot of th- potential issues to unpack and having a country artist play the role of the cop is, is really fascinating. So yeah, I don't I have, have even just to be in the movie, to be honest. Well, I don't have the quotes that I was originally reading about this. Um, I think it was in some kind of late night rabbit hole of one article to another article. Um, but so I'm paraphrasing, but the way I understood it is that Sturgill is friends or acquaintances with either the producers or directors of the movie okay. or whoever wrote it. And he's always had such a civil rights protest culture yeah. about him. And yeah. like the com- the quote that Sean, you just gave a moment ago, like really exemplifies the kind of person that he is and like what he's been all about. And um, really like... He, protest culture like from what he did at the cmas musically to through to all those quotes and apparently they thought that he is very much someone for this movement Mm -hmm. and so he would be someone who would visually be able to play that role perfectly Mm -hmm. but is someone who would do it well because he's knowingly doing so right um he he understands what the implications and um, all of the context behind his position, what he looks like, yeah. acts like, and the genre he participates in. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think to he make also it more powerful. Yeah. For him, I think it's also a way that that he can lend a hand and and mm-hmm. bring some awareness to something, um, in in a way that he, you know he he can do this by playing this role. Yeah. And I I think it's not something that's gonna hurt him in any way. If anything, he's he's it's a positive role for him in a negative sort of connotation. Mm -hmm. So sticking to the television theme on a much, much lighter note, but musically relevant. Do either of you guys watch the ranch? I've been catching up. Have you actually? Yeah. yeah. I'm almost, I'm in the last. Oh, great. Yeah. Wow. I just started watching oh, it. Oh, well, you might have to earmuff it a bit here. Cause Sorry. Well, <laughs> I'm not super concerned about spoiler <laughs> alerts. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I've watched maybe three or four episodes. Nice. Season one. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's great. I, I remember when it first came out, I watched... I had to restart like three times because I was watching the first episode. And I was like, well, this is stupid. And I turned it off. I, laugh tracks just... They yeah. don't do it for me. It just kills I, i'm expecting something stupid i got over it because it kind of gave me that nostalgic feel from Is that 70s show yeah, yeah a little bit yeah. i guess yeah well that i guess because it's so many of the artists that are yeah. the act- actors and actresses that yeah. are in that yeah but i think when i got past about episode three or so and started to understand the characters and really got into it i enjoyed it a whole lot more and i just i i like the the music in it yeah like the soundtracks are so great yeah. they give a lot of nods to artists that oh aren't yeah that much play oh absolutely yeah. like that's where i found luke bell like w- one of the episodes where he's walking into maggie's bar and i had to shazam that because yeah. it's like what is this song playing yeah. and oh luke bell sometimes yeah i really wish i could remember so the first three episodes that i've watched 
uh, I noted the music, but I nothing really stands out right now except that I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I, did we talk about it before? But they play Corb Wund on there. Like, yes, that's a what number it was. Of times. Episode oh, two or three. It was has a like Corb song. Cows around or something yes. on the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we posted on Instagram about this, but I don't know if we talked about it or not. Um, I don't think we did talk about it. Well, he, he had a cameo uh, in the latest season. So I'm... Oh, I saw that. You did post it on Instagram. Yeah. And yeah. so he he's just sitting at Maggie's bar, like next to Hank and Abby. <laughs> and like you wouldn't know it unless you know him or know yeah. what he looks like. He yeah. has no role, like no lines. He's yeah. just one of the people in the bar sitting there, like drinking a beer it's and amazing. like shaking someone's hand. And it's like, that is like the the funnest kind of little yeah. subtle hint of legitimacy yeah and well also for the show like midland uh filmed the music video for um mr lonely there so they've got right. all these little things i didn't happening. know that oh yeah huh they did two videos there they did the first one that's just the girls dancing but then the actual one that has like dennis quaid and everything in it it's all hmm. uh, on that set there was something I heard very on a very recent episode, uh, like a song. I, I'm not going to remember it, but it was something really cool that I, I listened to. And I was like, and sometimes it's just very quiet in the, in background, the background of the bar yeah. or wherever they are. But yeah. uh, it got real intense, that show. Oh, yeah. It does get more intense. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, it's, yeah. You have no idea yet, nope. but you probably know where it's. Yeah. They do a good job of trying to keep the drama and like intensity of what's happening going so that it's not just like a dumb airheaded yeah. show and then throwing in a good smattering of like hilarity and yeah. between and the dynamic between uh sam elliott and ashton kutcher and yeah it's too bad about the thing with uh rooster what's his real name uh he had a me too situation and had to get booted off the show yeah spoiler alert gosh what's what's the the brother's name in Lenny real life Matheson? yes yeah he had him yeah oh wow. i didn't know about yeah. this either so don't quote me i don't know the mm. specifics on this but it sounds like it was an allegation from the early 2000s mm. of rape that he i think it was rape or at least like definitely sexual assault and he they uh they wrote him out of the show. And so, uh, yeah, spoiler alert. But you still have most of the series with him in it, but right. it's just out of, I think the end of last season was when he dropped out and then he's not in the new one. Okay. But they brought in, uh, what's his name? Fez? Uh, actually, <laughs> yes. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Fez does. He, he does No, just in. as a quick cameo. But, but no, well, he's, he's in there for like a whole season. With that, that new, whatever. I think we're the going too rancher. deep on this show. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, never mind. Uh, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the new person they brought in. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, I want to know. Oh, what is his name? The, um, I just had his name. This doesn't matter. We're going too deep on something. On the that, ranch. Yeah, on the ranch. This is not the ranch podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we sound like, like a nerdy fan. Like, Oh. I saw there's a new I don't I don't watch a ton of TV and it's probably not even worth mentioning but there is a new um, TV show coming out on uh, on Fox of all places think yeah. think Dynasty with cowboy boots it's uh, Sandbox Entertainment's Jason Owen who manages Casey Musgraves Little Big Town Dan and Shay will serve as executive producer uh, it's a 
According to Fox, it's an epic, multi-generational musical drama about America's first family of country music. Yeah. Sounds like it could be kind of cool. What's nice. it called? Um, Sorry, I wasn't paying attention because I was Googling, and the guy is Dax Shepard. Oh. Ha- and he Dax has Shepard. his own podcast as well, too. Yeah, married to Kristen Bell. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that they've even dropped a name for this show yet. I saw a brief uh, headline about this, yeah. I mean, I was a fan of Nashville, to be honest. I the thing I was too, to degree. What I liked about it was how much they explored or showed the inner workings of how the music industry in Nashville works. Yeah, I thought the music in it, for the most part, was very sad. Yeah, uh, they had the ability to do way better. Actually, country music. The that duo. Uh, what's their actual names? Sam Palladio and Claire Bowen. That could not be less country. Like they are such a Americana folky thing. And this is a show about country music. You know, she's an opera singer, right? Oh, they're great singers. No, but I just, I found that so fascinating when I found out that she was, I had no idea. She's like a trained opera singer. Wow. Yeah. It's wild to me because you know, those are two, like they're polar opposites. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But yeah, it blew my mind. Yeah, they're really good together. I also really liked um, uh, Deacon and Raina's voices together. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Connie Britton, it's, yeah. She's solid. When they wrote her out of the show, I was devastated. They wrote her out of the show? Oh, I don't sorry. think I've seen it since it was done on Netflix. Because they didn't, is it still going? No, no, it finished uh, a year or two ago. How many more seasons did they have after Netflix? Because CMT picked it up when Netflix canceled it, right? I didn't realize Netflix had it. Okay, maybe, sorry, who had it? I was watching it on Netflix, and it was going to be canceled on whatever network it was on, and then CMT picked it up and continued with it, and I don't think I saw anything. Maybe another season or two. Okay. Um, I won't spoil it for you. Okay. Sorry. To throw back for one second, mm-hmm. Suzanne Summers. <laughs> That's the Three's Company. No, actress. the other one. What? It was the other one. Come and that on. was part of the conversation. They're like, what about Suzanne Summers?" And they're comparing it to uh, Ginger on Gilligan's Island. They're like, you don't want Ginger. She's all like high maintenance and like that would be problems. Like you you want the other. What was the other one? I think on? it's Christy something. No. I'll know it when you say it. What's the other actress's name? Jane something. Joyce or, DeWitt. Joyce DeWitt. Okay. The Joyce DeWitt fan club is what they were talking about. Maybe her name. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, there are two of them in the band are like all about Joyce DeWitt. All right, can we get off, <laughs> let's get off of Trashy TV. And uh, we talked about, on the last Country Catch-Up, we talked about um, the Ken Burns documentary. Mm-hmm. So, Have you seen any yet? No, and we were talking about this, Jade and I, a little bit earlier, is that like none of us have seen it, but um, she saw a bit of this article as well, that it created like this massive surge yeah. in... Uh, streams and stuff for all these old classic country artists like Waylon Jennings, yeah. Emmy Lou Harris. Uh, they had a little interview with, <clears throat> with Kathy Matea who said uh, she could hardly contain her amusement. The West Virginia born country singer hasn't had a song on the country charts in nearly 30 years, but after the airing of Ken Burns eight part country music documentary, she woke up last week to find that both her greatest hits uh, collections and her 1989 song uh, where you've been were included among the, f- the 40 top-selling country songs and albums on online retailers like Amazon and iTunes. So does it cover the 90s? Uh, I I think of her as a 90s artist. Well, she says she's... Maybe some late 80s, but Kathy Matea, like, 
that's like 455 a rocket and songs like that right well the, the it sort of checks because she's saying she hasn't had a song on the country charts in nearly 30 years so that makes sense it, that early probably, 90s or late 80s i feel as though the documentary goes up to and maybe into a little bit of the 90s we all really need to watch this before yeah. we have another yeah. conversation on it. I don't this think it's terrible. all out, is it? Does isn't it like a piece by piece? It's is all it traditional. Out now. Oh, it's yeah, all out. It's all out now. So And um, where can you get it? Well, cuz it's PBS, right? You can pay for it. Mm. Yeah, just go on uh, Apple. My mom has been watching it on PBS, but I don't have TV. Yeah, I don't yeah. have so, TV nowadays. So my mom's like, "Have you been watching this PBS special?" I'm like, "I don't have TV." <laughs> uh, she's in love with it. She thinks it's really great and for her it's it's just sort of hearing stories about artists that she knew but didn't like. Right. She's like, did you know that George and Tammy were married? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I knew. She's like, I had no idea. So, um, yeah, no, I'm going down to the States and I, I fully intend to spend the entire week watching every all the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> this has got to be something, too, where I'm sure um, Spotify actually helped a lot because they released a companion playlist for yeah. the whole thing, too. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. it's a pretty good playlist. Yeah. And there's a book. I went to Chapters the other day and there was a giant Ken Burns country music, basically photo album. Mm-hmm. Um, it was $75. Oh, come on. Um, yeah, you can buy the documentary, I Ken believe. Ken Burns is going to retire on this project. Well, I mean, but he could have already on the yeah, jazz project. So. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I think it's done a lot of important things. Uh, one, I think it's, um, well, he's he's really found some treasures that were lost or that we'd never seen. So photos and video clips. Um, he's brought together some really big and important voices to, to speak in the documentary. Um, there's been a lot of discussion, and, and I can't, again, I can't speak to it because I haven't seen the documentary at all, but he 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 does delve into um the african-american roots of the genre which is really important i think there are a number of historians who wish that he went further but you know um they're the Af- important you mean the african-american parts of the roots of the genre yeah okay yeah i'm oh, sorry i thought you were saying that like the roots of country music no, are no. all african-american no no okay no sorry yeah just just really um exploring t- those influences ex- exploring those yeah. influences more and highlighting them in mm-hmm. in stories that we don't ordinarily um think of them being so mm-hmm. um yeah i think that it's i think that it's gonna bring um to those who know know the genre it's going to bring a new level of knowledge and information to them, which, which is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am looking forward to it. So one more thing I want to ask you about when we met and we were talking about country artists we like now yeah. are listening to at the moment. And I yeah. had never heard of this person. I, and I guess I, I have heard that one song in yeah. passing, but I, I hadn't connected it. Talk to us about Mickey Guyton. Oh, I love Mickey Guyton. So Mickey Guyton, um, I'll probably get the dates a little bit wrong, but she appears in my data set in 2015. Uh, She released an EP in 2015, I believe just called Mickey Guyton. And there were two songs on it that that seemed to have received airplay, Better Than You Left Me and Why Baby Why. 
And is so, that a George Jones cover? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. No. Well, that would be. I mean, I, we can check, but I don't think so. Hmm. Um, I'm trying Just to think of the George title. Jones songs. And, yeah, please check that because. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, why yeah. baby? Why baby? Made me cry, baby. It is. No. Is is that what she's doing? No. Oh, there's a video of her covering that song though. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Separate, could... separate from that song. I don't. Let me let, continue your conversation. Um, yeah. No, she's just she's a voice that I missed in 2015, and um, so I started listening to her, and I really can't get enough of her music. I think her voice is stunning. It is. Um, I just looked up the lyrics. It's not. Yeah, it's not. It's, it, not. it's very similar. The, just the first little, um, first couple of lines. Yeah. I, I just, I don't, it's unfortunate. Her time, like it's, her timing is unfortunate because that was, 2015 was sort of when we're really seeing the dip of mm-hmm. female representation. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand it. I mean, I even work with the data, so I understand it, but I don't understand it because you listen to her sing and... She has one of the most stunning voices. Mm-hmm. And there's something, un, not something, her music is undeniably country. Um, and so she's just, she's an artist that I'm paying a lot of attention, attention to these days. She just released a really powerful um, anthem called Sister. Um, and the song sort of speaks to female camaraderie and that's really important right now and so I just I really hope big things for her I don't I I'll never understand how she's not a bigger a -hmm. bigger star than she is but I mean she's incredibly talented it's that kind of data that's just unquantifiable right it's it's not even data it's just like why I I say that so many times with so many artists like why are they not bigger yeah but I, I am curious because you said she's from Texas right Arlington, yeah. We talk about this a lot. This that Texas is almost its its own little stratosphere of, of music. Like artists can exist solely in Texas yeah. and be super popular there and have a full career there. And I'd be curious to see what her status is amongst that community. Yeah. Which I have no idea because this is literally the first time I've heard of her. Yeah. The, the limited amount that I've seen about her, it doesn't seem like she is going for that yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. Like when comparing her to. The other women that are yeah. on the scene, like touring Texas, like the Summer Deans and the Bonnie Montgomerys. I don't know. She seems definitely leaning more into a more mainstream Nashville type of sound. Mm-hmm. But whilst not, not pop country, she, the one song we were listening to just before this, definitely. What, what, what was that one called? Better Than You Left Me? Yeah. Yeah. That, like steel guitars and like yeah. all the feels. Like it was yeah. definitely a country song, yeah. but with more of that mainstream radio sound yeah. it doesn't really sound like a texas dance hall yeah. from what i understand she splits her time between nashville and california her i believe her her husband lives in california so she she spends times in time in both places that makes sense mm-hmm. what for what the sound yeah it sound sounds like and yeah. the vibe yeah. looks like yeah um it, there's some interesting she's done some interesting podcasts like she did an episode of um ashley eicher and I listen to the podcast all the time. <laughs> Ashley Iker. Ashley Iker. I don't Iker know what that is. And Hunter. Um, Hunter Kelly. They do a podcast called All Our Favorite People. And uh, she did an episode there where she spoke about her experiences. But she also did an episode of Breaking Through with Elena Dory Smith where she spoke 
a little a little more pointedly about what it is like to be uh, a female in the industry, but also an African American female. Mm. Um, and so sh- and so those conversations have been really really important for me for listening to. I think that she shed a lot of light that I think I think everybody needs to listen to them. Hmm. Can you uh, send those to me and we'll share absolutely. them on yeah. the page? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. What do you say we wrap this up? It's getting getting a little late. Do you have anything out left there, Sean? I have absolutely nothing left in the tank. <laughs> <laughs> well, then uh, let's get to introducing Jada to this Sturgill Simpson wonder of a single track drop this summer. Sounds good. Country, country music. 